Yesterday was truly a day for the history books in the United States. There aren't that many days every decade, never mind century, um, like what we saw yesterday. The failed former president Donald Trump was arrested, booked, indicted, and pleaded not guilty for 37 felony counts, was instructed not to be in contact with. Uh, any other defendants nor witnesses, a requirement which he immediately broke last night. Trump then flew back to his Bedminster, New Jersey uh, golf resort, I think it is, where he actually um, admitted to some of the crimes that he is accused of, despite claiming total innocence and claiming that he didn't do anything. And we now move into two different new phases, the pretrial phase with this latest federal indictment, as well as the waiting game for what may be a second federal indictment for Trump's role in the January 6th Trump riots and a state indictment out of the state of Georgia for Trump's attempt to incorrectly, fraudulently, illegally overturn the correct results from Georgia in 2020 in which now President Joe Biden won the popular vote of Georgia and subsequently the uh, electoral votes from Georgia. So let's start at the beginning. The Miami Herald reporting Trump sits silently in Miami courtroom, pleads not guilty in historic case. Former President Donald Trump pleaded not guilty Tuesday in Miami federal court to a 37 count indictment accusing him of deliberately keeping at his Palm Beach estate government documents that contained highly sensitive defense, weapons and nuclear information and of obstructing efforts by U.S. authorities to reclaim them in a packed courtroom. And remember, there were no cameras in the courtroom, so all we have are these descriptions in a packed courtroom. Trump entered his plea in a historic case marking the first federal prosecution of a former president and a potential hurdle in his renewed quest for the presidency in the 2024 election. Trump's lawyer, Todd Blanche, representing Trump alongside Chris Keyes, said, quote, we most certainly enter a plea of not guilty. Trump was arraigned a day before his 77th birthday. That will be relevant later as well, appearing before Magistrate Judge Jonathan Goodman. Trump said nothing during the 45 minute proceeding. Um, prosecutor David Harbach told the judge his team would prepare a list of witnesses with whom Trump cannot communicate about the case before the trial. Trump was released on his own recognizance with no monetary bond and no travel restrictions. So I think it's important to mention one of the reasons that this indictment generally is important is that we want a justice system that doesn't have exceptions where no one is above the law. And despite what you're hearing from the maggots, magadonians, uh, magapotamians, whatever you want to call them, despite what you're hearing from them, that this is evidence of a two tier justice system in a bad way. In fact, we know we have a two tier justice system. Trump being indicted is maybe a slight half step in the direction of no one is above the law. However, there still are favoritisms that are being given to Trump including the fact that he was released on his own recognizance with no monetary bond, as well as no travel restrictions. Many other defendants, not former presidents of the United States, by the way, individuals without private jets with which they could fly anywhere at any time would have been given a monetary bond and may have had travel restrictions put in place. So just something to keep in mind. The Associated Press also reporting uh, and they have an interesting drawing of what the scene in the courtroom looked like. Trump reportedly looking glum and having his arms uh, crossed at many uh, moments during this uh, writes Trump approached his arraignment with characteristic bravado, posting social media broadsides <laughs> against the prosecution from inside his motorcade en route to the courthouse and insisting that he has done nothing wrong and was being persecuted for political purposes. We are going to discuss that. But the article writes inside the courtroom, he sat silently scowling and arms crossed as a lawyer entered a not guilty plea on his behalf in a brief arraignment that ended without him having to surrender his passport, etc., etc. Always in campaign mode, he swiftly pivoted from a solemn courtroom to a festive restaurant, stopping on his way out of Miami 
at Versailles, an iconic Cuban spot where, listen, we'll talk about this later, but they sang happy birthday to Trump, Trump turning 77 today and also uh, prayed over Trump, which was really quite a scene. What we are going to look at today and uh, much of today's program will be related to the fallout from this arrest, admittedly, and we will talk about other issues as well. And then tomorrow we will move on. Part of today's program is going to look at number one, why is Trump defending himself on the basis of a different set of restrictions, the Presidential Records Act, rather than the criminal code, than that under which he has been charged? Uh, we are going to discuss that. Why is Trump admitting to having done many of the things that he is accused of doing in the indictment? Well, it's because he thinks that that's actually a defense of sorts. And maybe most importantly, at this point in time, politically for the United States, is this the get out of jail free card that some Republicans have been waiting for to say this is too much? We can no longer support this man. For many Republican elected officials, this is that moment. For others like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert um, and other people, it is not. And they are steadfast, steadfast in their support. And lastly, what about your average Trump supporter? Well, Luke Beasley was on the ground for us in Miami yesterday, interviewing a number of the several hundred, maybe most a thousand people who came out to support Trump in Miami. So we are going to get to, to all of that. But let's start with Trump's own speech after the arrest. After Trump was arrested, booked and arraigned for 37 felony counts related to classified documents that include obstruction uh, and other crimes, Trump flew back to his resort resort in New Jersey, Bedminster, and he gave a speech. In this speech, Donald Trump actually admitted to some of the crimes he is accused of misstated the law under which he is being prosecuted, wrongly said other people also committed the same crimes, which, by the way, it's not really a defense to say other people have also committed these crimes. It's just another form of an admission. And maybe most importantly, really seemed dejected and as though he is extraordinarily scared, which reportedly he is really a speech for the ages, which contained this instant classic line from Trump. I did everything right and they indicted me. <laughs> it is truly beyond parody, but it is really an important speech because this speech is admissible. Legal experts have written overnight that even if uh, Donald Trump doesn't testify in this trial or what may be an eventual trial, the speech he gave last night is admissible as evidence. And in last night's speech, uh, he actually admits to much of what he is accused of doing. Let's dive right in. The sham indictment put forward by the Biden administration included staged photographs of boxes at Mar-a-Lago. Many people have asked me why I had these boxes. Why did you want them? So the remember, he says the boxes are staged, but actually they are his boxes. And now he explains why. Answer in addition to having every right under the Presidential Records Act is that these boxes were containing all types of personal belongings, many, many things, shirts and shoes and everything. As can be seen in the picture where someone, not me, I wonder who it might have been, dumped one of the very neatly arranged boxes all over the floor. They were full of newspapers, press clippings, thousands of pictures, thousands and thousands of White House pictures. The White House photographers, some are with us today. They took so many pictures and we saved all of them and they were in those boxes. Clothing, memorabilia and much, much more. I hadn't had a chance to go through all the boxes. It's a long, tedious job, it takes a long time. So understand that amidst the bad audio and the sniffing from Trump, there are a bunch of different defenses there. It's hard to keep track. He he declassified them when he was president, except this doesn't have to do when he was president. The FBI planted them. He called them planted boxes. But ultimately, what Trump is saying is it was my right to have those. I simply hadn't gone through them yet because I was really busy. That is an admission to some of the critical facts that I don't believe his lawyers are even looking to stipulate if this eventually goes to trial. Trump digging his own hole. 
Trump then referring to his rights as president of the United States. But again, it's really important to understand Trump's getting himself into more trouble here because he is not indicted for his conduct as president of the United States. The president enjoys unconstrained authority to make decisions regarding the disposal of documents. That's the problem is this is not for things Trump did as president. And we know he didn't declassify those documents because there's audio of him saying these are classified documents from July of 2021. Unconstrained to make that decision. Neither the archivist nor Congress has the authority to veto the president's decision. The Presidential Records Act does not confer any mandatory or even discretionary authority on the archivist to classify records. Folks. Under the statute, this responsibility is left solely to the President of the United States. Think of Donald that. Trump was not president when he committed the alleged acts for which he has been indicted. This is it seems like just Trump reading stuff off of one of the very teleprompters he criticizes others for using. It it seems like it's just more of that. But legal experts have looked at that 37 second video clip and come away realizing Trump is admitting to crimes and he is also stating law. Presidential Records Act, I guess we can call it law. That is not the law under which he is charged. And Jack Smith, the special prosecutor, has Trump on on a recording saying that the things he had were still classified, meaning he knew he did not declassify them. This is going to become evidence after bemoaning the politically motivated prosecution against him uh, in which he claims Joe Biden was involved, even though there's no evidence Joe Biden was involved in it. Trump actually says out loud out loud if he becomes president. He will go after the Bidens for politically motivated reasons. Look at this. I will appoint a real special prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the United States of America, Joe Biden, (laughs) and the entire Biden crime family. Name a special prosecutor. Now, you understand that people in the background are yelling, lock him up about Joe Biden. These are the people who claim Trump wasn't given due process and they want Biden locked up absent. Forget about an indictment absent any evidence of criminal intent, which we will get back to. And all others involved with the destruction of our elections, our borders and our country itself. They're destroying our country. And when I'm reelected and we will get reelected, we have no choice. We're not going to have a country anymore. I will totally obliterate the deep state. We will obliterate the deep state. So Trump going conspiratorial. But if you are on the right and you are claiming that we are a banana republic because Trump was indicted, Trump is straight up saying we're going to go after the Bidens, period, full stop, no due process, no evidence. Trump also referred to the documents in question as his own papers and his own documents. They are not that. I mean, by law, that is not what they are. These are the government's documents. These are the people's documents. Trump just like these are my documents. They're not your documents. Charging a former president of the United States under the Espionage Act of 1917 wasn't meant for this. An act for a crime so heinous that only the death penalty would do and threatening me with 400 years in prison for possessing my own presidential papers, which just about every other president has done. They are not Trump's papers. They are not Trump's papers, sort of mob like Trump attacking the wife of special prosecutor Jack Smith, just going after his wife. He's a raging and uncontrolled Trump hater, as is his wife, who also happened to be the producer of that Michelle Obama puff piece. Total puff piece. This is the guy I've got. Yep. Going after the wife of the prosecutor, claiming that the DOJ evidence was staged. No other president, even those who kept far more documents than I, has ever been even investigated, let alone charged with a crime. 
because the sham indictment put forward by the Biden administration included staged photographs of boxes at Mar-a-Lago, many people have asked me why I had these boxes. Why did there you is no evidence that the photographs were staged? There is no evidence that Joe Biden did a damn thing. And then lastly, moving on to Biden and Hillary did it, too, which is not a defense. This Corvette is stored. He's so proud of that car. There was no security and the door was left open most of the time. It was open. All of those classified documents, all of those documents strewn all over the floor, piled up like junk. Unlike me, who had absolute declassification authority as president, Joe Biden, as vice president, had no authority to declassify and no right to possess. So the normal stuff, I don't have to play the whole thing for you, but blaming Hillary and Biden for doing the same thing isn't a defense. And it's also not true. First and foremost, the Hillary Clinton circumstances, there was an investigation which concluded that there was a complete and total lack of criminal intent. Remember that the indictment against Trump involves willfully retaining these documents, refusing to give them back, lying about having them, obstructing, going out of his way. It also includes recordings with alleged conversations where Trump actually signals that he knows exactly that those documents are classified. It is simply not an analogous situation whatsoever to Hillary Clinton's. As far as Biden, there's a special counsel investigating that. I mean, we we just haven't gotten an answer one way or the other. If Biden did something wrong, indict him for all I care. But as of right now, saying Biden and Hillary did it, too, is partially premature, completely incorrect and dramatically misstates what Trump has even been indicted for. Trump's speech will likely be evidence against him. If you can imagine, it is clear Trump is not taking advice from his own lawyers to the extent that he can even retain lawyers after the break. Let's see what the Trump supporters think about all of this. One of our sponsors today is Ounce of Hope, giving you 20 percent off. Ounce of Hope is a farm that delivers high quality cannabis products right to your door, including CBD, Delta 8 THC and Delta 9 THC. Unlike other companies selling these products, they do all of the THC extraction themselves. You know the safety and the quality of the product. They're top notch when you open the box. Their psychoactive THC products do give you the effect we associate with marijuana, but their THC products are derived from hemp which means it's federally legal and they can ship it anywhere in the United States. There are so many cool things about this company. Ounce of Hope is an aquaponic cannabis farm, meaning they sustainably raise fish, use the water from the fish habitat, the fish poop to feed to the cannabis plants as fertilizer, completely organic. And then Ounce of Hope donates the fish to local homeless shelters and donate the extra fish poop as fertilizer to local farms and gardens. This is a small indoor farm. The focus is sustainability, giving back to the community, and they support the work we do at The David Pakman Show. So support them. You'll get 20 percent off all of their high quality CBD and THC products when you go to ounceofhope.com and use the code Pacman. That's O-U-N-C-E of hope dot com. Use code Pacman at checkout for 20 percent off. The info is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to BetterHelp.com slash Pacman Show today to get 10 percent off your first month. 
That's better. H E L P dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. Here is the perfect Father's Day gift. Get him a Wi-Fi connected digital picture frame from Aura. Our sponsor Aura has been named the number one best digital picture frame by Wirecutter, the strategist and Wired. This is not one of these early 2000s picture frames. There's no USB or SD cards and you get free unlimited storage and you can instantly frame photos and videos from any device anywhere in the world. I have several of these. I got my dad one. And so now I take pictures of the baby, load them into his aura frame and they show up and everybody loves it. You know, it's no more of these having to bring a slideshow when I visit. I just put the pictures right in the frame. I'm really glad I got him one of these. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Father's Day. Go to AuraFrames.com slash Pacman. Use the code Pacman to get $30 off plus free shipping. This deal ends June 18, so don't wait. Terms and conditions apply. That's A-U-R-A frames.com slash Pacman. Use code Pacman for $30 off. The info is in the podcast notes. We were on the ground yesterday in Miami, Florida. Our correspondent Luke Beasley, whose YouTube channel you can find at davidpackman.com slash Luke, was there and he spoke to a litany of Trump supporters. We were trying to figure out at this point, this isn't even the first indictment, this is the second indictment. Serious crimes, 37 felonies. The indictment is extraordinarily detailed and tight, as Chris Christie and others have referred to it. Who is still defending this guy? And we got the answer. And it is really, really scary. Luke doing an incredible job. The conspiracy theories that come out of the mouths of the people still defending this guy tell us a lot about the cultish nature. The cult members are the ones that are left. Here are two young ladies with a wild conspiracy theory. They believe Trump is still president. They are slurring badly and they seem confused by even what they are telling Luke. Listen to this. What are your thoughts about the arraignment? Candace, we believe it's a witch hunt, but we do believe that President Trump is actually protected under the continuity of government. I believe he's our authentic president and that we are watching a movie. Oh, really? So he's the current president of the United States? I believe that. Like, what is Biden doing then? Well, Biden is, um, it's, we're under a co- continuity of government. It's a military um, action. Okay, so this is where this happens with every one of these folks that Luke interviews. As soon as you ask any follow up, they start to look confused about what's coming out of their own mouths. That's the commonality, the common thread between all of these. And so they're showing the people in slow motion the corruption and all the different. Uh, elements, uh, all the different agencies and the dual system. So they're saying, okay, if you want to steal the election, which they did, this is what you're going to get. So then how is Biden doing in his role? Is he the president right now? No, Biden is an actor, but I think Biden has been gone a long time. That's how I feel. Gone dead? Gone dead. He's gone dead. The one walking around? Uh, An actor. Do we know who the actor is? Uh, and why would they pick an actor who looks frail and sometimes falls, right? Like, why, why would you do that? There's different ones that play him. Everybody has actors, but I know it sounds so far fetched, but yeah. they say that they're going to reveal it soon. Hopefully. They. It's sick of it. Who's they, by the way, that are going to reveal it? Is, 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 is protecting we the people. I do believe he's actually the king. It sounds pretty crazy. Instead of make America great again, it's going to be make the earth great again. Right. And so for those of you who thought that George Washington uh, decided that the U.S. would not have kings, I guess you were wrong. I guess Trump is actually king right now. If you're wondering why they aren't abandoning Trump based on what is going on, this is why these are the people that are still defending this guy. Here's another guy uh, Luke spoke to. This guy has covid conspiracies. A woman walks over and warns the guy that Luke is on the left. And then the guy demands Fauci be killed. This is very serious stuff that these are sick, sick people. Oh, covid is a government made virus. Yeah, yeah, it's a government made virus. Oh, that's okay. 
the woman says this guy's a total liberal. He's probably going to change what you say. And of course, as you can see, we are playing it uninterrupted. No edits, no cuts. It's like this stuff. These people don't get this stuff is so crazy. Why on earth would we edit it? There's no way to edit it to make it crazier. Yeah, of course we can talk to liberals. Yes, it's a government made virus. They said it came from a lab. If it came from a lab, it is a it's a weapon of bio warfare. And then they followed up. This is a depopulation operation that they're doing. My audience is less familiar, so we got to walk through step by step. A so deep, who- by the way, a depopulation operation with a virus that kills 0.6 percent of the people it infects. That's what this guy's alleging facilitated the creating of the virus and for what purpose it, it's it's a deep state it's the globalist uh bill gates the world economic forum claus schwab the gang from davos this has been in the works for a long time was the COVID an effort to get trump out of office i think i think in part in combination they've been planning uh if you listen to uh dr fauci fauci before he even entered office said that he's gonna have to de- fauci what what is wrong with these people fauci with the pandemic. They've been planning this for a long time. He said, I'm going to have to deal with the quote unquote pandemic. He didn't say a pandemic, but he said there's going to be a pandemic on his watch. And there people have been predict. He's been working for decades. Oh, yeah. He he. You know what? Anthony Fauci needs to be locked up. Anthony Fauci should be hanging from a tree, hanging from a tree. The we wonder why the indictment doesn't change their minds about Trump. And he says Fauci should be hanging from a tree. Same guy also says the FBI did January 6th. These are the people still supporting Trump. I was at January 6th, January. That's that's not a shocker. Six was a setup by the FBI and the CIA. The CIA and the FBI is corrupt. Okay, wait, that's interesting. So why would the FBI, I'm guessing to help Democrats did that? Oh, yes. So then why would the FBI in uh, consultation with or coordination with the Democrats want to stop the certification of Biden's win? Oh, they didn't stop the certification of Biden's win. They were for Biden's win. <laughs> the FBI right. and the CIA are corrupt. They were behind the oh, whole we got to slow down. Right. The FBI and CIA, in order to help Biden, organized a riot to try to hurt Biden. Why don't you guys understand this? It's so obvious. We, slow down. we can't jump from lily pad yeah. to lily pad. Okay. So focusing on January 6th, why would the FBI want to create January 6th and frame Trump supporters? Oh, because they want us to make us look like we're white supremacists. They want us to lock <laughs> us up. There is half of the January 6th people that are in the D.C. Gulag. Half- Gulag. OK, uh, th- th- this is sickness. This is sickness. We have to just say this is not people saying, hey, you know, I want to engage in the political system. So I'm going to evaluate the political positions of the candidates and make a decision. This that's not what's going on. OK, Luke actually uh, randomly came across a sort of well-known uh, he they, he go. He's called a MAGA rapper. His name is Forgiato Blow. I don't know if that's a given name or a nickname. Forgiato Blow uh, says he has a whole new song about what's happening at Target, which he doesn't seem to actually understand. Luke tries to explain it to him. I'm here with Forgiato Blow. And you recently released a song, right, about Target? Yeah, Boycott Target went number one on iTunes charts. Pretty cool stuff. Heck yeah. And what motivated you to write that song? Um, I'm pretty much the, the, the evil agenda they're pushing on these children, right? So as I was just telling the man before, it's not like an anti-gay song. You know, it's an anti-putting children's pride clothes with bathing suits where you could uptuck your genitals in. But they didn't do that, right? Target did do that. No, that's been like debunked 30 30- And on screen right now, there are all sorts of articles debunking the idea of tuck friendly clothing for kids. Like, not that this guy cares, but it's been widely debunked. Luke is completely correct. It's not been debunked. I've been in Target. I've held it up for adults. No, there's a children's size. You want to see right now on my stuff? I promise that that's only in adult sizes. It's not adult sizes. You want to see the children's stuff? I have it. Remember, the claim was tuck up tucking things for children. It's children clothes, my guy. Celebrating Pride Month. These are children clothes. See? This is just like a shirt, by the way. Yeah, you told me tuck it. No, all the pride clothes. You think any pride clothes are bad? Telling a child, hey, yeah, whoever kid, you are, straight. A kid doesn't straight. need to be wearing a shirt. And th- you can say, my man, a, you rainbow. a kid in third grade needs to be wearing a shirt that says trans life matter. No. Okay, so first the claim was that they have tuck clothes for kids to tuck genitalia. Now it's just something that says trans lives matter, which, of course, was not the original claim that 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 Forgiato blow made. Then we go to a woman who seems truly sick. She gets extremely close to Luke, super, super close. And she seems to be warning him about something. 
it's hard for me to tell you what she's warning Luke about, but it is a warning. I guess she's telling Luke that because he's white, the left, the left is going to do something bad to him. It's coming. It's coming. you take care because this Biden, 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 yes, they want to eliminate them. When you're going to register in the university, what makes you believe that? When you're going to, you have a song that goes to the university. She has a song that will explain it. You're going to register in the university. He's the last in the list because he's he looks like you. And the last name. And I'm 54 years old. I have more vision than you. I have, I have already like an X-ray vision. Biden's older than you. Does that mean he's wiser than you? No, no, he's older than me and, and sick. Oh, okay. She, this woman is wiser than Luke because she's older. But Biden, even though he's older than this woman, is not wiser because he's sick. It's a democratic republic. It's a shame that he's the representation of this country. It's a bull representation the whole country, the whole world. The respect us. It's a weak imagine. Someone All right. So so th this is, uh, you know, these are the folks that are supporting him now. And we're like, oh, maybe they'll change their mind. Wow. Last one. OK, here's a woman who says that Obama is actually running the country right now. Obama. And he's running it in a racist way. I don't know. Obama is. Obama's racist. The biggest racist. Are you kidding me? Look what he's doing. He's anti-black. You think Biden is running the country now? Are you kidding me? So Obama's Biden. It's funny how some of these people say it's really Trump running the country. Others say it's really Obama. It would be great to get them together to argue about who's actually running the country. Oh, Biden recently was a head of the KKK for a while. And Biden actually applauded him. Right. So but the Obama part's interesting to me. So Obama is running the country. How in what capacity? He's, no, he's doing what he said he wanted to do six years ago. He said, I'd be happy running the government from my basement. And that's what he's doing. You don't think Biden is, do you? you I happen to, man, yeah. You think <laughs> that man is making any decisions? He doesn't even know what day it is. Yes. They that's literally a quote from Trump verbatim. Have him so medicated. No, I'm sorry. Just like my father. Yeah, no, he's good. It's, 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 it's a joke. And let me tell you something else. That's the last thing I want to say. If you own the mainstream media, you can do anything you want to because you're keeping the truth from the people. Who owns the mainstream media? Liberal Jews, and I'm. A uh oh, oh no. Jew. I'm a Jewish. I'm a Jewish girl, so I can say that. Okay, my people are destroying this country. They run the Democrat Party. They run Hollywood. They run the education system. Are you kidding me? You mentioned that Obama's racist because of what he's doing in power right now. He what is he doing? This racist for America. For but what's the racist part of it? Look what he's well, he's black, Luke. Isn't that racist enough doing to the gay community? You don't think what he's doing is hurting them? But homosexuality <laughs> is not a race, right? No, 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 no. I'm talking. I'm jumping. I'm jumping around. You got to follow. We can tell you're jumping around, ma'am. Only I'm quick. The racism in this country started with Obama. So listen, Luke doing the best he can. It's sort of like if I hand you a rotten banana and some blades of grass and tell you to make beef Wellington or a nice Hanukkah brisket, um, you're going to struggle because I'm not giving you the right material. Uh, Luke doing the absolute best he can with some really rotten material. Make sure you're subscribed to Luke's channel, davidpackmancom slash Luke. Make sure you're subscribed to this channel. We will continue to be on the ground to the extent people want us to do it. We will continue to be on the ground throughout the 2024 primary and election. All I ask of you is make sure that you're subscribed to our audio podcast or hit that subscribe button on YouTube. Let's take a break, catch our breath collectively, see if we can recover from that, and then we will continue. The weather is about to start warming up, and that often means sweating and chafing and sticking. 
Sheath is the men's underwear that once and for all puts an end to all of that nonsense. Our sponsor Sheath Underwear has designed unique boxer briefs with an ergonomic compartment built to keep everything separate and dry and cool and comfortable by allowing air to circulate everywhere it needs to be. No more readjusting all day. Sheath offers a huge variety of designs and patterns. Over half a million pairs have already been sold. Also, check out their super comfortable bamboo T-shirts. Sheath has amazing customer service, super fast shipping, along with over 20,000 five star reviews. Sheath is also actively working with multiple nonprofits that deal with mental health and homelessness, which you support when you get sheath underwear. I've had a great experience with sheath underwear. I know you will too. head on over to sheathunderwear.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman for 20 percent off. That's S H E A T H underwear.com slash Pacman code Pacman for 20 percent off. The info is in the podcast notes. Think of your most personal emails. If you're using a free email provider, you should know that they're scanning every email you send and receive even after you delete it. They're usually using the data to build a picture of your life to show you ads, which many find creepy. Our sponsor start mail never scans or tracks your emails. Privacy is what comes first. And unlike other email services, when you delete an email and start mail, it is gone forever. It also protects your data by blocking tracking pixels in emails, which companies and hackers can use to track you. You can create unlimited email aliases to protect your identity and cut down on spam. You can encrypt every email you send, even if the recipient isn't using encryption. Startmail gives you 20 gigs of storage. That's more than you get on Gmail. And it only takes a few clicks to migrate all of your emails and contacts over to Startmail. Go to startmail.com slash Pacman to get 50 percent off your first year. That's only about two bucks a month. That's start mail.com slash Pacman for 50% off. The link is in the podcast notes. All right, we're being super thorough today. We already looked at our correspondent Luke Beasley's interviews on the ground in Miami just to prove to everyone that Luke wasn't hand selecting or cherry picking the craziest people. Let's take just a little bit of a tour through what we saw yesterday on corporate media. For example, Fox News was also out there doing interviews. I guess this is actually Fox Business, and they found a completely deranged guy. This guy is as deranged as anybody Luke found. The conspiracy theory this gentleman has is that Hunter Biden started the war uh, in Ukraine and that he actually started it five years ago. This is not us now. This is not Luke Beasley cherry picking. This is Fox Business's Griff Jenkins country. The most innocent man that's ever been in the White House, Donald J. Trump, the best president we've ever had. Forty five slash forty seven. He's coming back. This is the longest witch hunt going on eight years now since he came down the escalator. Do you the believe guy's, the guy's an American hero? Do you believe there is a two tier system of justice? Do you believe this is unfair? Obviously, I don't even know how anybody can ask that with a straight face. There's obviously a two tier justice system. Why is the Clinton crime family running wild? Why is Beijing Biden and the and the uh, money laundering operation that Hunter Biden started out of uh, Ukraine? He started the war on Ukraine five years ago when he was working for Burisma. None of this is true, but I know I know most of you know that. If, last, last, last question. If uh, by uh, Trump were to get reelected, should he consider a pardon for the Biden family? Absolutely not. They're a crime family. <laughs> You're either an American or a Democrat these days. There's no way to be both. All right. That's just as crazy as anybody that we were able to find. I mean, just absolutely no distinction. We had Luke's interview earlier in the show with the screaming Cuban woman. Um, here is what this is a local station, LFA TV. They found a crazy screaming Cuban woman with many of the same ideas. We'll talk a little bit about the Cuban American community in the context here in a moment. He doesn't write books. He doesn't go around the world, you know, getting money like the Clintons, like the Obamas, that all of a the sudden they're preaching communism. This woman's also holding a beer for people who aren't watching and are only listening. But look where they live. Look where they black lives matter people. 
believe they have become rich. Do you think they care about Hispanics? Do you think they care about black Americans? No, they don't. They denigrate us. They want us to die crossing the border. What do you think about the charges that he's facing? The charges are nothing. Biden and the State Department, when Daniel Ortega jailed all the political opponents, was the first one to condemn that. He goes around the world preaching about democracy, about honesty. With what moral authority is doing that when he is doing exactly what is being done in Nicaragua Dear by God. the Sandinistas? Nothing reminds me more of the Sandinistas than the way that the Democrats are operating in this country. There's no separation of powers. They're not treating Republicans the way that they treat Democrats. If we protest for what they're doing to the children, they call us terrorists. They think we are the war terrorists and we are passionate because I lost one nation. OK, so I, I don't, there's another minute of this. I won't subject you to that. There is actually a, a broader thing here. I've spoken to many of you before as an Argentinian American myself about how the vast majority of Hispanic Americans, folks from Central and South America, the vast majority of us are indeed on the left. There are some notable exceptions, primarily Cuban Americans and Venezuelan Americans or Cubans and, and Venezuelans who just came to the US from those countries. And it is a tough situation because many of these folks truly did flee horrifying regimes in Cuba and in Venezuela. There is no doubt about that. They are right to be angry at and critical of the regimes that have done so much damage in those countries. The problem is after they flee those broken countries, they view anything as like if you're to the left of John McCain or Chris Christie, essentially, you are full blown communist danger. And it is an unfortunate thing. It seems as though the Cuban Americans or Cubans that we've heard from today uh, certainly are are uh, suffering from that. And it is certainly a, uh, a sad situation. Um, OK, Trump then went to a Cuban restaurant. Uh, he was sullen and he had his arms crossed in court. Then he went straight to the Miami Cuban restaurant Versailles, which I may have been to before, although I don't I don't totally remember. It would have been about 12 years ago. Uh, and in this restaurant, it's just a complete, you know, cult fest. They start singing happy birthday to Trump. Trump's birthday is today. Yesterday was the day before his birthday. Thirty seven felony counts. Let's sing the guy happy birthday. Then in a completely surreal Kafka esque moment, supposed faith leaders prayed over Trump. There's a guy with a kippah or yarmulke, depending on your preference. He, I believe, is a Cuban Jew and he you will hear him do a little bit of prayer in Hebrew and then switch to Spanish as reminiscent and nostalgic as this is for me hearing the Hebrew mixed in with the Spanish. This is pretty horrifying stuff. Faith leaders at the Cuban restaurant praying over Trump. He, in Spanish there, he's asking God to protect this man with all and total strength. Give him strength in his hands. Give him strength in his body, he says. In the name of Jesus, uh, the, the audio was a little muddled there. Amen. Amen. Okay, so um, that that happened. And then Trump announcing everybody having a grand old time that he's buying food for everybody. Are you ready? Are you ready? Food for everyone. Food for everyone. <laughs> All right. I would make sure to get a credit card up front. That is for damn sure. So a crazy day in Miami. But 
even if the average Magat, Magapotamian, Magadonian is not abandoning Trump, increasingly Republican elected officials are. Let's discuss that next. There are still endless gobs of Republican elected officials who defend Trump. Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know the folks. But there are more and more Republican elected officials who are saying this is too much. Now, I don't say that these people are brave. Listen, the guy's been impeached twice, humiliated the country, has been indicted twice, is admitting to crimes and speeches made in front of his supporters. These aren't brave people for doing this now, but I care about the political ramifications. Here is Ken Buck starting to go in the direction of this may have been too much. How would you have done it if you were the prosecutor then after 14 months of asking and then, of course, seeing the surveillance tapes that showed even after a subpoena? They didn't get the, the former president defied a subpoena, according to the surveillance. And, and it goes beyond that. He hid documents, uh, you know, purposely putting them in a, a shower, purposely um, putting them uh, on a stage. So there, there clearly is an intent uh, to hide. There was an intent that he knew it. He talked to his attorneys so about brave. Uh, these documents. No doubt that that it was a difficult situation. It's just a precedent from my position, my my view of uh, searching a former president's home uh, that that is just unseemly in in this country. I don't know what the answer is, whether there were alternatives or not. Mm -hmm. I want to ask about the notion of the former president being a candidate for president again. As you said, he is innocent until proven guilty. That is the way the system works and should work. But given the allegations, you just discussed some of them, the specifics of the way he allegedly mishandled classified information. Would you feel comfortable with Donald Trump as president again? Well, I would not feel comfortable with a convicted felon in in the White House. So what a big boy. How brave. Now, understand, even for Ken Buck, like he's still saying a convicted felon. Certainly the allegations against Trump wouldn't influence his vote, but he's at least drawing some line in the sand as pathetic and weak. I mean, it's it it is a cop out. But it's also pathetic that this is what it takes to get them to even revise their thoughts. Then Mike Pompeo went on Fox News yesterday and he also is saying this is extraordinarily serious. Come what Donald Trump is facing and is it right to charge him? Brian, good morning. Great to be with you. Uh, two things I think are both true at this point. First, um, if the allegations are true and there's lots of indications that they are, President Trump had classified documents where he shouldn't have had them. And then when given the opportunity to return them, he chose not to do that for whatever reason. That's just, Brian, you, you talked about me having classified documents. I handled thousands and thousands of them over my time in Congress and then as a CIA director and secretary of state. Um, I suppose we can all make mistakes and get them to the wrong place. But when somebody identifies that, you got to turn them in. And so that's just that's inconsistent with protecting America's soldiers, sailors, airmen and Marines. And if the allegations are true, some of these were pretty serious, important documents. And so that- now the question for Mike Pompeo, even though he's being big and tough now, is you were secretary of state. Are you saying Trump never did anything wrong until he left? the Oval Office, because that's becoming increasingly difficult to believe from all of these folks who say, listen, everything he did as president was fine. But this one thing he did since leaving that I'm not okay with. Very difficult to believe that former uh, Speaker of the House Paul Ryan was on with CBS. Now, he is not a Trump guy. We already know that. But he is also hammering Trump very hard from another wing of Republicans that seem to be turning on him. This one's national security. This one's different. I used to have these same documents myself. Um, as Speaker of the House. So I think this goes beyond just um, some petty thing. Now, I, my guess is Trump will play this politically pretty well and make this weaponization argument and make this about Joe Biden's Justice Department. And that's going to have some political saliency. So I don't think Marco's wrong in saying that there's some political sting here. Mm-hmm. But I can't help but think the weight and the baggage of all of this. And this one's national security. This one, I think we want a nominee who's not weighed down with so much baggage in order to win this election. All right. So Paul Ryan saying Trump is not the right guy. Paul Ryan was saying that before this second indictment. Anyway, Fox News senior political analyst Britt Hume actually explains the entire thing here on the second indictment. This is not an elected official, but Britt Hume is sort of the epitome of just 
put your finger to the wind and go wherever the Republicans want you to go. He's making it clear that this could indeed be a moment for many Republicans to back away from Trump. Brett, what are your thoughts this morning? Well, I think the two things can be true at the same time, one of them being that there is indeed a two tier system of justice in which people like Hillary Clinton uh, skate while Donald Trump uh, is indicted for wrong and no evidence of that at this time. But OK, continue. Please continue or similar similar offense. Um, that does not mean, however, that the indictment is not valid and serious and its details are pretty damning. And I think that some of these politicians who are quickly standing with Trump and and seem not to have thoroughly read or understood the indictment may <laughs> want to may want to back away a little bit and 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 let this let the details of this indictment sink in. And when they sink in with the public, there may be a shift in sentiment on this. That is for sure. That is for sure. And we are seeing that a couple more of these CNN reporter Manu Raju spoke to Republican Congressman Steve Womack and Republican Congressman Tim Burchett and some others. And many of these are already backing away. I have serious concerns about uh, anybody that uh, has a reckless disregard for the handling of classified documents. A military guy, he allegedly had national security yeah, information. It's very problematic. There's a reason I'm not not defending it. Would you be okay with that? I mean, convicted felon as your nominee? I'd just have to read the conviction. But no, honestly, on the surface, I wouldn't. That doesn't look good. There you go. So a number of these Republicans. Now, I want to be crystal clear with you guys. I am not presenting these to you as examples of bravery or uh, you know, moral clarity or any of it. It is simply a sign that this may be what allows and I think allows really is the right word, allows insider Republican support for Trump to publicly collapse. We're going to continue watching it. What just one more little note on this. Pence now also saying he can't defend the allegations in the Trump indictment. Pence on the New York indictment was saying political, all this stuff. Now, Pence, after seeing this new federal indictment, even Pence is saying he can't defend that. So this may be a change. Just imagine where we will be seven to 10 days from now. 30 million trees are destroyed every year for toilet paper in the U.S. alone. So toilet paper is a big contributor to deforestation and climate change. Our sponsor, Real Paper, makes toilet paper from bamboo. Bamboo plants keep growing, which means no deforestation. Bamboo also absorbs five times as much carbon from the atmosphere as pine trees. And bamboo toilet paper is stronger than regular toilet paper and even softer. So bamboo toilet paper is all around a win for you and for the environment. It's time to move on from that toilet paper from trees that you're using at home. When you use real paper, it doesn't feel like you're sacrificing anything. It's soft and fluffy and they'll ship it to your door in plastic free packaging on a schedule. Super easy. With every box of real paper you buy, they are funding reforestation efforts across the country through their partnership with One Tree Planted. So unlike the toilet paper that cuts down trees, real is helping to actively plant them. Go to realpaper.com slash Pacman and use code Pacman for 30% off your first order and free shipping. That's R-E-E-L paper.com slash Pacman. And then use code Pacman. The info is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is Replace Your Mortgage. Mortgages are a really interesting thing in the United States. The poor often can't afford them and the rich often don't use them. Instead, the wealthy use special financial tools to pay off their debts, often in a fraction of the time that it takes for a middle class American to realize that same payoff. Replace your mortgage teaches you how you can pay off your home in five to seven years without needing to make more money than you're currently making right now. And in addition, they can teach you how to better utilize your existing assets and equity to begin or continue growing wealth and passive income through additional strategies. And they actually have an upcoming workshop that will show you how you can take advantage of these strategies, how it all works, create your own economy in a sense. 
You can go to replaceyouruniversity.com slash Pacman to watch the interview I did with their founder, Michael Lush, to learn how you can get exclusive access to what can be a life changing virtual event. That's replaceyouruniversity.com slash Pacman. The link is in the podcast notes. All right. A couple of media stories that I want to discuss with you. There is a very interesting realignment happening in the wake of Tucker Carlson's firing from Fox News. And of course, the Dominion uh, nearly eight hundred million dollar settlement obtained from Fox, as well as the firing on CNN of CEO Chris Licht after only a year, which included a number of very strange programming decisions. Uh, Newsweek is now reporting MSNBC dethrones Fox News after years long ratings dominance. Fox News's years long streak of rating dominance has ended with new data showing it seeding the top spot to its rival network MSNBC. Nielsen data regarding the week ending this past Sunday was shared on Twitter by AJ Katz, a reporter specializing in the cable news business. According to the data, Fox's primetime 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern viewership averaged 1.504 million. The average viewership for the more left leaning MSNBC over the same time frame averaged 1.52 million, narrowly beating out the conservative network that has long been a leader in cable news viewership. There are a lot of important things to discuss here. First and foremost, this is a very small margin of victory for MSNBC. And I do want to remind everybody that I couch this story not as I'm cheering about MSNBC. MSNBC is a corporate media outlet, just like all the others, that has chosen a center left, very establishment Democratic Party editorial position. It's well to my right. It's not super exciting. There's a media story here, and I want people to understand that. It's a media story totally separate from my particular political views. MSNBC is being helped significantly right now by number one, the fiasco and disaster at Fox News, in which Fox was exposed in court for lying to their audience in order to uh, get ratings on the basis of playing coy and in many cases overtly supporting Donald Trump's false claims that he won the 2020 election to further conservative talking points, to maintain access to Republicans in power by repeating or allowing them to repeat uncritically their talking points. That has been really bad for Fox News, the firing of Tucker, et cetera. We then have CNN, CNN with a disastrous year with now fired former CEO Chris Licht at the helm. And so MSNBC truly has benefited from problems suffered by Fox News and by CNN. What this actually means for the future of 24 hour news media remains an open question with fragmentation of the audience, thanks to streaming and to some degree independent media like our show and so many others that are available asynchronously online in podcast, YouTube, TikTok, et cetera, form with a desire from audiences for a different type of presentation that maybe feels a little less corporate and a little more intimate in some way. This little blip in which Fox is down and MSNBC is up may remain or it may not as far as cable news ratings are concerned. But my prediction is that other forms of news media and political analysis are going to continue growing as a share of the total news media audience. Now you might say, well, David, you would like that, right? Because you benefit from that. We're doing fine already. We don't need to grow anymore. Everything's fine. It's it's uh, and, and I'm not even saying the David Pakman show is what's going to grow necessarily. It's a question about the direction of people's tastes and appetites. And there's a real question mark now. The next 18 months or how many months do we have? Five and 12, 17 months, the next 17 months, not even 16 and a half months leading up to the 2024 election are going to be extraordinarily important in seeing what niches different media outlets choose. We don't know what Fox is going to do from here on out. We also don't know what MSNBC is going to do, but very interesting. Nonetheless, speaking of Fox News, two just pathetic moments from last night that I want to go over with you. First and foremost, as Trump was getting ready to speak at Bedminster after his second arrest yesterday, that is the uh, speech in which Trump admitted to many of the crimes he's accused of having committed. 
Brian Kilmeade introduces Trump as the president of the United States. Now, I've been there and I've defended, generally speaking, referring to him as President Donald Trump in the context of once you've been president, you keep that title. People introduce, you know, President George W. Bush or whatever. When you have a live event and you say the president of the United States will now speak, that is a different level altogether. Listen to this insanity. Uh, let's take in the last moments. This is the president of the United States about to address a crowd of reporters and also the first time after being indicted on federal charges. OK, I know you get to keep the title president for life, but this is a live news event where a reporter is tell a reporter. I use that term loosely. Uh, a guy on the camera is telling the audience the president of the United States will now speak. It would be useful to clarify we're talking about former President Donald Trump. If this wasn't humiliating enough for Fox News last night, Fox News also ended its eight o'clock Eastern hour with the lower third wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested, referring to President Joe Biden, the actual president, wannabe dictator speaks at the White House after having his political rival arrested. Of course, they have still presented no evidence whatsoever that Joe Biden has had any even passing involvement in this prosecution of Donald Trump at neither the state nor the federal level. That was Fox News last night. Is this part of the ratings decline? I don't know. Or is this part of what's keeping the ratings where they I really don't know what to tell you. But an insane night on Fox News, as insane as Trump's day was Fox News's night. And I don't expect this stuff to change anytime soon. We have a voicemail number. That number is 2192 David P. You can call any time of day. Here is our old friend Juan calling in to say, David, you're wrong. California is a disaster. Listen to this. David, sir, you're talking a lot of BS when it comes to Gavin Newsom. Really? And the reason I say that is because, let's see, California, right? How has he solved the tents on the roads? Did Gavin Newsom claim he solved homelessness? I didn't hear him claim that in his interview with Sean Hannity. The turds on the sidewalks, the stench in the public areas where the uh, homeless are. He hasn't done anything with that, or at least many complaints still exist about that. Um, when he actually solves it 100%, then you could say, OK, all right, so he did solve it, but he hasn't solved it. So uh, first of all, is the new standard that no state can be considered successful if there's any homelessness? Well, then there are no successful states in the United States. There's homelessness in every state that I'm aware of. I know Wyoming only has like 500,000 people. I think there are still homeless people even in Wyoming. OK, so if that's the standard, then then we can't judge any state because every state has some homelessness. I am not like a California uh, acolyte or like a, a fan. You know, as I've said before, I've been to a number of U.S. states. They almost all have good things and things that are not so good. It can't be denied that California's economy is one of the most dynamic in the world. If California were a country, it would be one of the most powerful economies by itself in the world. The amount of innovation, the number of Nobel laureates, the amount of groundbreaking research in tech and medicine that is coming out of California. It's not coming out of I'm not going to you know, put any particular state on blast, but it's not coming out of a lot of other states. California operating with a budget surplus. It is expensive in California. That's because of that free market that right wingers love. Uh, California's state income tax is progressive and it goes all the way up to 13 percent. If you pay 37 percent federally and 13 percent in California, 
That's 50 percent. And then you add property taxes and properties are expensive in California. I'm not denying it's expensive. Part of the reason it's expensive is because there's not enough housing. Part of the reason it's expensive is because a lot of people want to live there. Uh, Homelessness. It's a major problem. Part of the reason that homelessness is a problem in California uh, is the weather is good and it's a safe place if you have no home that if you're stuck outside, you're not going to freeze to death. And I don't think just about any part of California, you could go up in the hills to ski resorts. I don't think that's where the homeless people are. So there are criticisms of California. But this idea that there is a California exodus because of woke high tax California and it's failing and all these different things. It is simply not the case. I've never lived in California. I don't intend to. I have no personal uh, horse in this race, but that is the reality. We have a fantastic bonus show for you today. Sign up at joinpacman.com. I want to see you there, and we will be back with a new program tomorrow as well.